Welcome to Anchored Daily. This is Connie Edwards. We are reading through the book of Joshua. I imagine it like this. The fighting was furious. Joshua held his sword high and shouted, Be strong and courageous. The Lord's admonition always renewed their strength. The thunderous tramping of the Lord's army and the clank of swords, armor, and other weapons echoed across hills and through valleys. They hadn't stopped since leaving Gilgal, and town after town fell under their attacks. Kings fled like cowards. The breath of God at their backs, Joshua had come to realize an inner strength and courage that was not his own. Born a slave, he bent to fear and submission under the whip of taskmasters. But he'd grown superior in physical stature under the brutal labor, serving alongside Moses during the exile. He began to understand that bullies could be conquered, but only when everyone in all the tribes kept God's covenants. Moses had put rocks in his mouth because he couldn't speak clearly, and his brother Aaron often spoke for him. But it was Moses God chose as leader, and Moses said he never understood why. Yet when he gave himself over fully to God, big things happened, things Joshua saw that made him tremble. Now here he was, leader of the Israelites. And instead of a brother to fight for him, God had sent the commander of the Lord's army. They all felt it. When God's warriors fought with them, the rush of wind and mighty strength that renewed them seemed to carry them as if on wings of eagles. The latest battle had been fierce, but they'd driven the Amorites as far as Mecca. However, their five kings had escaped. Joshua, Joshua, a scout ran into the camp where Joshua stood. We found, we... He choked on dust he stirred up when he slid to a stop. Take a breath and drink. Joshua handed him a flask of water. Now, what have you found? Joshua raised his eyebrows. Commander, we found the five kings hiding in a cave in Mecca. That's what we've been waiting for. Go seal them in. Roll large rocks up to the mouth of the cave and post guards. We're going after their armies. Follow me, Joshua commanded. And I quote his words in verse 19. And don't stop, pursue your enemies, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. They almost completely destroyed the enemy, and only a few escaped. And when all of Israel returned to Mecca, no one dared utter a word against the Israelites. One task remained to finish this battle. Joshua gathered his commanders. I know your men are weary, but tomorrow we begin a campaign for which we must prepare them. First we move against Mecca. And from there, we don't stop until we subdue the southern cities and rid them of their kings. The commanders shuffled uneasily, and one spoke out, Kings are fearsome warriors, Joshua, stronger than even us, your commanders. They looked at each other and nodded in agreement. How are we going to kill all of the southern kings? Joshua prayed against his own fears. He knew what it had to be done. I'll show you. You must not be afraid to kill the kings. Go. Gather your men and bring out the five kings. In front of all the Israelites, Joshua had his commanders place their feet on the necks of the kings. In verse 25, Joshua said, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to the enemies you are going to fight. The Bible tells us that Joshua struck and killed the kings and hung them on trees until sunset. This was the testament 
all who saw them would know they died at the command of the Lord, the God of Israel. Then Joshua had them thrown back into the cave and sealed the entrance. Now, in the stillness of night, the Israelites would sleep unafraid of their enemies. Before returning to their base camp at Gilgal, verse 42 tells us, all these kings and their lands Joshua conquered in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. John Piper put this brutality into perspective by explaining, and I paraphrase, that it's important to note that the Israelites are not judging these people. They are obeying God's instructions. Hundreds of years earlier, in Genesis 15, when God made a covenant with Abram, we remember that God was long-suffering toward the Amorites. He told Abram that four generations later his descendants would possess the land. At that time, God wasn't ready to drive out the Amorites until their sins had reached full measure. By the time God brought Israel back to the land, their wicked idolatry had angered God for centuries. The annihilation is about divine judgment. Israel was God's instrument in destroying wicked people. Piper says, God, God's dealing with Israel was unique in re redemptive history. He chose them and ruled them as a demonstration of his holiness and justice and elected grace among the nations. As the church of Jesus Christ, we may not Im imitate Israel. The church is not God's instrument of judgment in the world. It is his instrument of evangelization and reformation. End quote. The Israelites' obedience to God in the Old Testament laid the foundation for the path that Jesus walked in the New Testament. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. Our obedience to God today is to follow Jesus. Let's lift our hearts together. Dear Jesus, as we follow you, thank you that we can rely on you for strength and courage to face whatever comes our way. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.